Support for today's show comes from Skillshare.com. Now, Skillshare is a site where they have thousands of courses and lots and lots of course instructors to help you not just simply professionally, but personally as well. I know I have a number of my classes there and it's one price per month and it's unlimited access to content. And they give you a seven-day free trial. So you can take all of my classes that way. And if you decide not to renew, okay, you decided not to renew. I'm fine with that. But I'm just simply saying it's a place where you can learn and grow and not have to worry about spending hundreds of dollars for courses like so many instructors make you do. Again, Use the link in the show notes, get a seven-day free trial. It will make a difference in your job search and so much more. And we'll be back in just one moment. Episode 2146 of No BS Job Search Advice Radio. I'm Jeff Alton, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome. Today's show is Career Coach Office Hours from May 28th, 2021. It's a feature I started at the beginning of May because, you know, I was getting lots of questions from people and more than I could handle in the course of a week. So I started to do a show as a live stream on YouTube. The times tend to be around 9 a.m., but this particular week, because, uh, frankly, I I was booked at that time, I couldn't work it into the schedule. So... uh, I did it at 7 a.m., I believe, and hence the reference to starting earlier that I mentioned in the show. Regardless, if you've got a question for me, email it to me at thebiggamehunter at gmail.com. In the subject line, put the phrase career coach office hours or office hours so I know what it's about. I'd be happy to answer your question either before the Friday show or at the show itself. Now, I cover a couple of different questions here. I hope you find some of them helpful. I hope you give No BS Job Search Advice Radio a great review wherever you listen to it. And we'll be back in just one moment. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, it's Jeff Alpin, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome to Career Coach Office Hours this Friday morning. And uh, I'm a little earlier than I've been doing them, but frankly, I've got a couple of things scheduled for the morning. And um, I bumped it up a, a little bit. Now, what I do with office hours is I take questions from people either live or that I've received during the week that I didn't have a chance to respond to. And I've got a number of questions that people have forwarded to me. And um, I'll just simply say, They're good questions. I really like these. I just was busy this week and didn't have a chance to respond. If you have a question for me, you can email it to me at thebiggamehunter at gmail.com. In the subject line, put the words office hours or career coach office hours. So this way I know what it's about. And I'll try and get back to you earlier. 
uh, or at the latest, I'll do it Friday uh, during office hours. So I've got two, four, six, seven questions to do today. And the first one is, how does a hiring manager pick between two equivalent candidates? Now, equivalent is not the same as identical. And that's the key word there. There's no such thing as an identical candidate. Equivalent translates into similar. And each manager has their own weighted scale for how they're going to measure these equivalents. Usually they're fairly arbitrary. Now, uh, and then there are the ones that are involve individual biases or group biases for that matter. I'm not sure a woman would fit into our group was a classic bias or a person of color was a classic bias that would show up. You know, we've got a bunch of people from East Asia in our group. I'm not sure if a, a white guy would be able to fit in. There are lots of different variables that go into equivalence. And thus, now moving bias out of the equation, there are things like compensation that are a variable. How much experience, how close that experience is to what we're going to be doing on this project or that we need this person to do. And thus, there's always differences. So, for example, two equivalent candidates, one who wants $10,000 more than the other. I really like her. I think she's terrific, but this guy is pretty much the same and is willing to take 10,000 less. And I can put that into my budget for next year or some other explanation. And thus equivalent gets weighted out pretty easily. So lots of factors. I can't be more specific than these. There are as many variables as there are people in the world. <laughs> so no simple way to answer the question, but I think you get my points here. Question number two, is telling an interviewer that you have other interviews lined up as well a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it depends on where you are in the interview process. If you're in the process fairly early on, like first interview, and you're talking to the manager, and they say, so uh, what else you got going on? Well, you don't want to say, well, I've got 15 other interviews going on, because frankly, they start thinking, you know, uh, the likelihood that they're going to choose me is pretty small. If you say, yeah, I'm talking to other firms, I'm fairly early in the process, well, that doesn't discourage them. It basically says they're still in the game, and that allows them to want to proceed. If you tell them, you know, again, first interview, I've got two offers. I'm going to be making a decision by Friday. Well, they throw their hands up and they go, it's over. Let's not bother. Have a great life. Goodbye. So it depends on where you are in the process as to what the meaning is for them. And that's the way you got to look at it. Generally, being casual about it and saying, you know, I'm pretty early in the process. Uh, and uh, I'm quite interested in this role, and I, I hope it works out because, you know, from what I'm learning about your organization, it seems like it'd be a, a terrific place to join. So that's question number two. Number three, why are some jobs only open to internal applicants? Because they want to create opportunities for advancement for their own people. After all, once you're on board, don't you want to feel as though there's an opportunity for advancement for you? They're doing that for their own people as well. 
So recognize that. That's a good thing. It's you know you may want to be a part of that organization. They're saying we've got to put it out to internal people first, and we'll circle back to you in forty-five days. That's a good thing for when you're on board in an organization. It's a bad thing for when you're an outsider. So be patient, keep trying. They're trying to look out after their own and create promotional opportunities. Number four. At a workplace where they are constantly having people quit, is the issue the people that they keep hiring or the business itself? And the answer is a definitive yes, and many other factors as well. They may not pay well. It may be a difficult work environment with high demand and high frustration. You know, People don't have the tools to work with to do their job. And thus, people get turned off to that. The environment may wear people down. Like uh, the classic example is a call center with the expectations of how many calls per hour you're supposed to handle. You know, I was in, on chat with YouTube recently, and you know, it was very clear that the person I was chatting with wanted to get me off the phone so that they could escalate something and respond by email. Now, The fact of the matter is, I had three instances where I was involved with chat with YouTube, and no one ever got back to me. Now, they said, we'll be back to you within 24 hours, and never did. Obviously, this call center person was trying to escalate and get rid of me. Think of it from the standpoint of what it's like to be in the job. Is it a high turnover job because of the firm? Possibly. Is it a high turnover job because of the work? Probably. Maybe there's no upward mobility there. Maybe it's a low-paying job and people are getting more money doing the same thing somewhere else. And this firm becomes a training ground for others. There's no simple way to answer your question, but those are some of the reasons why it happens. How do I ask a professor, professor to help you with my job search? Well, do you have a relationship with the professor? What do you expect them to do? What does help mean? Does it mean get you a job where where they work primarily because they're an adjunct? I don't know what help means. Do you want them to go find, make phone calls for you? You know, whatever it is, you have to make the ask. You have to be clear about what you want them to do. And then listen to their response as to what they're willing to do and work from there. Remember, this is the most important thing in the world to you. And for them, it may be an inconvenience. What's in it for them? I know, you know, if you don't have a relationship, why should they do it? Why should they help you if you're just another student who's sitting in a, uh, in a chair watching them teach over Zoom, and you've had the camera off the entire semester, or you've been sitting in the back rear in a classroom or in a lecture hall, why should they help you? Think of it from their standpoint and then approach them. Why is a recruiter contacting me a month later for the same position I was rejected for? Maybe the client came back to them and said, hey, by any chance is fill in the blank still available? You know, we're thinking that maybe they were a better choice or maybe it wasn't recorded in their computer system and they forgot that there was a rejection. 
So they're calling you cold. However it is, just follow up with them and get back to them and say, yeah, maybe it's a similar position in another organization, by the way. However it is, reach out to them and simply respond by saying, got your message. Sorry it wasn't back to you instantly, but tell me about the job that you have and then listen and then go, by the way, is it with such and such firm? No. Okay, that gets it out of your mind. If they say yes, does your system have a note that indicates I interviewed there and was rejected? Yes, no, you know, whichever it is, you've been forthcoming. They may ask you, what manager did you see? Because it could be a different group in the same organization. Listen to what they have to say, but always get back to them. And there's nothing to be defensive about. There's nothing to be angry about because they contacted you about a position. It's a good thing that they contacted you. Don't think of it as being, hey, you're annoying. It doesn't serve you. Lastly, why are most recruiters unhelpful and tend to constantly ignore emails from applicants in the interview process? I'm going to work with the assumption, well, it doesn't really matter if it's a third-party recruiter or a corporate recruiter. They don't work for you. Just listen to that for a second. They don't work for you. They work for a hiring manager. They work for a company. If it's a third-party recruiter, they're hired by companies to fill positions. They are paid by that company to find someone. And many times people in their anxiety and their fear and their um, and their their overwhelming desire to get hired don't understand that there needs to be touch and feel. They just think, if I push that person more, they're going to pick me. Well, it doesn't work that way. They know how to say no. Uh, so they're not getting back for a couple of reasons. Number one is maybe you already turned down. They're ignoring your emails because they don't have anything new to tell you. Those tend to be the big ones. Now, not telling you you were turned down, well, you know, I'm not going to defend that and I'm not going to criticize them for it. Normally, people get the message that if there's no response, there's no interest. But the other side of that is if there's no response, it could be that their client isn't getting back to them and they've got nothing new to tell you. And then they're going to have to sit and listen to your frustration. And that takes them away from what they can be doing to earn their next commission check. Remember, you're not paying them. A company is paying them to fill positions. And as a result, you know, as much as you want information, you know, you know, I saw the word emails, not e an email. So it's multiples and you're pushing them and they're not ready to respond. Let it go. When they're ready to respond, they'll, they'll get back to you. And if it's a corporate recruiter, you're just being a pain in the rear. You know, clearly there's nothing good going on that relates to you. And as a result, you're pushing them is just an annoyance. So, I'm Jeff Altman. I hope you found this helpful. I'll be back next Friday with another episode. Um, I've got a lot more at my website, thebiggamehunter.us. Go to the site and go explore it. Uh, there's a lot in the blog to help you. By the way, I've started doing video on TikTok. You can follow me there. Subscribe to my channel on YouTube at jobsearchtv.com or my podcast, No BS Job Search Advice Radio. 
I create a lot of content to help people. As I said earlier, if you've got a question for me, reach out to me at thebiggamehunter at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put the, the words office hours or career coach office hours. Uh, I'll try and get to you before Friday, but if I can't, then will you get a response on Friday? And lastly, connect with me or follow me, I should say, on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Hope you have a terrific day. And most importantly, be great. Take care. So that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few things I can do to help you with your job search beyond simply being your coach. First of all, I've got a new book out called The Right Answers to Tough Interview Questions. It is like a cookbook with answers to tons of interview questions that you're going to be asked on interviews. And if you pair it up with my other new book, The Ultimate Job Interview Framework, they are a, a terrific pair of books to help you with interviewing. In addition, a new service where you can practice mock interviews. If you go to thebiggamehunter.us forward slash mock, I've got a service there, very inexpensive, like $99, where we have mock interviews set up. I'm going to be adding more to it very soon. But you can record your answers to them, and then I can critique them and help you perform better on them. You probably have noticed my show notes are pretty thorough with products and services that can help you with your search. And connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Lastly, my website has a ton of great information. That's thebiggamehunter.us. Now, if you're not ready to go there and go through the blog, put the address in your phone, thebiggamehunter.us, Jeff Altman. So this way, when you're ready to go, you have a way of getting back to my website. Hope you have a terrific day, and most importantly, be great!